The Lord be with you. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, o Lord. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then, in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you, unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. In many ways, coming to Mass on Sunday can be likened to going to the doctor's office. Oftentimes we don't want to go, but we feel some sort of obligation in going, especially when we're not necessarily feeling all that bad about ourselves or if we don't really have anything we want to talk with the doctor about. But we go, and then we sit there, usually in some sort of uncomfortable chair for an extended period of time, and wait. And then eventually, maybe, we'll get a question that really probes us and really challenges us, or we'll actually have something wrong, and the doctor will offer us some sort of healing, some sort of remedy for our ailment. But oftentimes, even when we know something's wrong or something needs to change, we still don't want to even admit that to the doctor. We sit there and the doctor says, you know, uh, are you exercising and eating regularly? Oh yeah, doc, I'm hitting the treadmill an hour a day, eating salads, and clearly one look at me and I'm not doing either one of those things. (laughs) But we oftentimes want to hide that. We want to put forward this, everything's together, everything's all right. And yet, when we come to Mass, the first thing that we're admitting when we step through these doors is, I need help. 
everything is not all right. It might be good, it might be better than it was last week, but my goal is perfection. My goal is to live like Jesus in all that I do. So the first thing we do when we come to Mass, after we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, is what? We admit that we have sinned. We admit that we need the divine physician in our life. We need the gratuitous mercy and love that only comes from and through Christ Jesus and is best administered in the sacraments of Eucharist and reconciliation. That is why we're here. That is why, in many ways, we walk away refreshed and renewed every time we come to Mass. But today, like a good doctor, I'm going to ask a question, and I know the answer. And the answer is this. Have you forgiven everyone in your life who has ever done you wrong? And for each and every one of us, the answer is probably not. Why? Because Jesus tells us today how often we are to forgive. Peter says, Lord, should I forgive seven times? And that is excessive already, right? He's thinking, surely seven times is enough. And Jesus says, absolutely not. Seventy-seven times. It's not just to forgive those people in your life once, but to forgive them again and again and again and again. Because oftentimes, especially with the advent of social media, we can just throw out opinions and we can add to the hate and to the vitriol in society. We don't like what a politician or a particular movement is saying. We think they're hateful. We think they're wrong. And so what do we do? We name call. We add to the hate. Instead of trying to work across, we end up adding to the frustration and, to the, and fueling the fire. And yet the Lord says to us, forgive not seven times, but 77 times. Who in my life do I harbor a grudge against? Who in my life do I hate or really, 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 really not want to be anywhere near in this life? And who I perhaps think of as nothing more than dirt. That's the person you need to forgive, and you need to forgive them today and every day because that is what the world needs. The world doesn't need more hate. The world needs love. The world needs people who are going to go above and beyond the call of justice. The notion that we should just treat everyone kind of in a similar way and everything will be all right. What the Lord is saying to each of us today, I have not called you to be just simply just, but to be merciful. And as St. Thomas Aquinas says, love is the form of our mercy, excuse me, is the form of love that we most experience in this life. If we want a better world, be merciful to the people in our community. If we want a better world, instead of you know, throwing epithets and getting angry at people and projects and things around us, be merciful to those people. Be merciful in this world. It doesn't mean, and this is the challenge to each of us, that we have to understand what divine mercy is the nature of divine mercy. It doesn't mean that we just move on and don't you know, recognize the fact that some ill has been done, but it does mean first and foremost that what is divine mercy? It is gratuitous and unmerited. God gives us this because he loves us. We can never earn mercy. And this is what the first servant gets wrong, is he thinks if I just offer to repay it, then we'll be good. And what does God do? He doesn't just say, okay, pay it back over time. He just wipes it clean. 
The good master wipes it clean. It's gratuitous. It, it goes way beyond anything that we could do on our own, and it's unmerited. And so when we reflect on the mercy that God has shown to us, when we understand that and have experiential knowledge of that, that it's not just like, okay, you're good to go, uh, don't worry about it anymore, but it's a call not just to being in one, in, in relationship with God, but to a conversion of life. That mercy should change us. That this guy, this first servant, was not changed by mercy, was not changed by love. And therefore, he never really experienced it in the fullest capacity. And what God says to each of us today is, here is my love, here is my mercy. Ask for forgiveness and be changed in every single way. And then when we are confronted with evil, we can forgive, but use the experience as something to grow with. You know, the notion in society, forgive and forget. No, that is absolutely contrary to the Christian life. Why? We forgive, but we don't forget because God is redeeming everything. And even sin and brokenness is redemptive in Christ Jesus. So when we see something that we don't like, yes, we must forgive that person. We are called to forgive, but also use that experience to change what's going on around us. Oftentimes, I hear when I talk with people, especially when I, when I talk with friends and family who have been married for a long time, you know, that it's not any easier after 20, 30, 40 years of marriage. And sometimes, in fact, I, when I talk with my mom, I feel like it's even harder for her now that, you know, than it was when she had six kids running around and chasing her all the time. It's just her and my dad now. But the challenge is not to just allow that to be, but to keep changing, to keep forgiving. To recognize that in forgiving that person you love again and again and again and again and again, you become better. You become something that is holy and something that is actually changing the world. And so, to each of us, God says today, don't just forgive once and move on, but keep forgiving, keep loving, especially those who are hardest to love, hardest to show mercy to. Because when we do that, when we forgive those people, we change the world for the better. And thanks be to God for that.